With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview in association with Betmate as Aston Villa travel to Leeds on Sunday afternoon. Joined by a very, very special guest who only comes on the Villa View nowadays when he's got something that he wants to plug, but it is charity. So we'll let him get away with it. But before he joins me, let's have a quick look at my team with Betmate on Sunday for the Leeds Villa game. It should be, oh no, let's look at his face. Giving away the surprise, producer Adam Bates. Here he is, Tom Julian. Doing the fun run on Sunday. Is it called a fun run? No, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be fun at all. The, the London Marathon is called. The London Marathon. What's a fun run? Oh, I've done a fun run before. I'm getting, getting confused. There we go. There's my there's my team in association with Betmate. So you can join the Leeds v Villa pot and you'll have a chance of winning some money on Sunday afternoon. Please, please gamble responsibly as always. You'll have every chance of beating me. I'm absolutely rubbish at everything to do with football at the moment, including this. So, yeah, that's a team I've gone for. Jacob Ramsey as my captain. Douglas Louise in there as well, because I reckon he might score from a corner or at least have a shot from a corner, which seems one of Villa's only avenues of scoring a goal nowadays. Ollie Watkins and Martinez look like they could be injured, according to this app. I'm hoping that's false information, but that's what it says up on the screen at the moment. So that's my team. Pick your team. Join the pot. Try and beat me. Try and beat Christopher Dolan. You'll probably beat us both. So as I was mentioning before, Tom is here. He isn't going to be having a fun run at all because I imagine you haven't done loads of training times because we know when you train because you put it on social media and I've only seen one training post in the, in the last <laughs> two, three months, to be honest. No, I am... Um... I have been training and I um I think I went through a phase of just not putting it on on social. So if you follow if you follow my Strava, you'll see that I have been I have been running every every week, probably twice a week. And um yeah, I'm feeling all right. Like it's it's a 
26 mile fun run as you uh as you uh, accurately put it um and that's uh, so i've run about 30 kilometers 32 kilometers i think was my total run which is um just over three quarters of the total distance and that's what you're supposed to do it still feels like there's quite a chunk missing there to um to mm. still have some left in the tank but um yeah just looking kind of a mixture of looking forward to it and dread now you know it's yeah. it's only a couple yeah. of days away there's nothing else to do so i've done as much as i can with family and work commitments and stuff like that i've eaten pretty well drunk less and um ran as much as i can so now it comes down to sunday and hopefully the crowd gets us through and the the kind of i'll be thinking about the nspcc as i run around so hopefully that will drag me around as well Try and finish before the Villa game starts as well at four thirty on, on Sunday. Is that the ambition? I should, I should hope I finish before then. So I start at ten, ten past ten, I think is my official start time, uh, and I'm hoping to do it in around four hours. I think just under four hours is too ambitious, uh, but four ten is my kind of prediction. So okay. a couple of hours recovery, and then I'm hoping if anybody's watching from the London Lions, um, I'd be up for watching the game um, in a bar in London somewhere. So. Hit me up if uh, if there's somewhere to watch the game in in London. I'm sure there'll be there'll be somewhere. The London Lions always have a big tribe out for, for Villa games. I believe you will be able to sponsor Tom if you wish to do so. The link is in the description of of this video. Hopefully, if Adam Bates has put it there, he has. He's nodding his head. He has put it there. So yeah, please sponsor Tom if you can. I certainly know I need to go and do that after this show. So I'll sponsor Tom as well if as many people can as possible. You're doing it for a really good cause, aren't you, Tom? Yeah, so uh, I signed up uh, with the NSPCC at the start of the year. I think a lot of us remember the the Arthur Labino uh, Hughes story with the young Birmingham City fan at the end of last year, just horrific. Um, and there's there was a few more around Christmas, which which really got to me. Um, just the the, the the frankly abhorrent abuse of children. Um, not the, not the greatest way to start a podcast, but you know it was it, it really it really struck me and I, I couldn't believe that well I can believe that people do it but I just wanted to support the NSPCC and what they're doing in trying to protect children and so from there I made a I made a commitment to try and um, do a big challenge every week uh, did that for a couple of months and then got COVID which really knocked me out for a while but instead um, took on the took on the charity um with the with the london marathon as the direction instead so yeah all all things raised going to going to the nspcc so i know it's hard right now i'm wearing a hat because we're in a we're in a <laughs> we're in a crisis when it comes to heating and gas and all of that kind of stuff so i know money is tight for everybody but um if if you do have a few spare quid that you can chuck in my virtual bucket, um, like Dan said, the link is below. Um, every every little help, so would really appreciate that. Yep, yep, be sure to do that. So, Tom, you are here, though, to preview the Leeds game in exchange for plugging that you'll run. And so we do, obviously, you know, what you're doing is amazing. I wish you all the best. I do not envy the task at all. I would really struggle doing that so I, I don't envy you at all so wish you all the best but we are here to preview Leeds v Aston Villa For those are wondering why my eyes are watering it's not because I'm like so emotional that Tom's back on the show I, I'm not feeling very well a bit of a cold a bit of flu so yeah it's not that I'm crying my eyes just seem to like to water today I think this might be a true test of this new resolute Aston Villa that Stephen Gerrard is trying to implement it, it does kind of feel that the next loss will automatically be everyone jumping back on Gerard again, wanting him out, wanting him out the job. 
They have steadied the ship in the last couple of games. The Man City game was a very good performance. Southampton was a, you know, any three points is a good three points, even though it was a pretty turgid game to watch. But you could argue, I've been thinking about this recently, we've been saying for probably the whole year, Got to be got to be more solid. Got to tighten up. So then, when he's done that and he's picked up four points, which is you know a great return from those games, shouldn't really knock it too much. Yes and no. I think um, the Man City. I I struggle to remember even back in the days of um, of Alex McLeish the kind of the animosity around the fan base at that point. It felt like since the Mings, McGinn, everything happening, it was just building up for Gerard. And obviously the performances were terrible. The injuries came, the lack of transfers towards the end of the window. Everything was just on a kind of downward spiral for, for Gerard. And ahead of that Man City game, you know, I think you and I joked about it that that, that a hammering was coming. You oh, know, I think every Villa fan, even the most reasonable Villa fan in the world would have thought there was a hammering coming. I know I certainly did. Exactly. And and for him to pull out a performance like that was was incredible. And the the tide then shifted a little bit, and there was there was kind of a wave, certainly on social, of of positivity and support for Gerard, which is good. But I mean, the performance turgid is the right word. And I actually had that in my head before you said it. I think I might have t- taught you that word because I think I've only I ever heard it. There. I think I've only ever heard it. I did since... go to school. Tom. I've been watching Villa <laughs> my whole life as well, so I'm, I'm aware yeah, of that word. <laughs> Uh, but that, I mean, that was that was um, yeah. Every win is good. Three points are always appreciated. The performance was was dreadful, and so I I see what you're saying. I think these two games, uh, Leeds and then then Nottingham Forest, are going to be really really big. Partly, as you say, to kind of see the after effects after the international break, whether Gerard's kind of philosophy or whether the resolute nature sticks. But also, you know, you've got two games now, Sunday and then next Monday, before you've got a run of, what, seven games in, uh, you know, the space of 15, uh, 20 days, 25 days, whatever it is. You know, it's a real hectic schedule before the end of the, uh, before the start of the World Cup. So these are the last two very winnable games that you've got, where you've got a bit of breathing time. You get your players back after international break and you can really kind of, like you say, Set your stall out. Show this is the vision for what I want Aston Villa to be. A few injuries there still, but um, yeah, but yeah, he can. He, these are these are big games for Steven Gerrard. Injuries almost force him to to continue the defensiveness. I think because Diego Carlos and Kamara were the two big signs. They were the two big changes to the Villa eleven this summer, and they're not going to be here for, for for the rest of the year. So it is now back to that team that was pretty open and pretty easy to get through at the back end of, of of last season now. So I imagine Douglas Louise, as much as I you know, I've been advocating that he should be in the team, I'm I'm not convinced he's a number six. He's probably going to find himself back as the number six position unless Den Donker may may maybe plays there. But I don't think he's ever really played there for Wolves, although he does feel the best suited. So it's kind of like if we're going back to the same kind of team as last season. He almost has no choice but to keep this compact nature. And it, I will say as well that that has suited Concer and Mings, especially Concer's really, really picked up over the, over the last few games. I was really getting on his back do, doing these shows in, in the lead for the Man City game because I just thought he was all over the place. But Villa have almost gone back to a more compact way of defending. It's, it's almost suited Concer. And I think Mings has been good all season. Yeah, totally. And it, that compact nature is really going to... F- 
fit in this game because you're going up against Jesse Marsh, who likes to play direct, fast, attacking. You've got to deal with Brendan Aronson, who's had a great start to the season and is going to cause, you know, whoever it is in that centre defensive pairing and the person sitting in front of them, it's going to cause them all sorts of bother. Um, who do you trust really to to take out Aronson and, and keep him quiet all game? That's going to be a key battle there. Um, I, th- I think that's going to be, you know, the biggest challenge that that Gerard has to has to face, um, because the the defense is is going to look a little bit different. Um, um, there's going to be a couple of different personnel in there, whether Ashley Young comes back in or whether. Or, well, I or, think Cash and Dean are, are possibly. I mean, Gerard's press conference is at one o'clock, so we don't we yeah. don't know for a fact. But there's every possibility that neither of the first choice fullbacks are exactly. there. So that's your first. That's your two first choice fullbacks not there. Your big centre back on the side not there, and your defensive midfielder not, yeah. not there. You know that's a lot of players missing, isn't it? I think so. I, I, um, I think yeah, Dean's definitely out, and uh, and Cash is a very big doubt. But like you say, we'll we'll find out more a little bit later on. So you're what are you talking? Are you talking concert centre back or? You know, where does change? I can never say his name. He'll be at left back and <laughs> Ashley Young at right back. I suspect, but I'm not against Ashley Young being. But at the moment. I'd have Ashley Young in in the eleven somewhere because I just think you saw in that Man City game the leadership that he offers and he almost stabilised everyone else and and kind of settled everyone down. I think at the moment there's an argument that even if both fullbacks were fit, you find Ashley Young a position in the team somewhere just as a lieutenant on the pitch. I think the the, the speed of the Leeds attack is going to cause us a little bit of issues there with Sinistera. I think is down the right and then Aronson. Uh, probably in the middle or potentially on the left. Bamford it, could be back as well. So, yeah, I mean, Rodrigo is is their, is their top scorer right now and he's kind of doubtful. Um, so I have terrible memories of, of Patrick Bamford. Uh, I, thought you, I thought you said that. I've got terrible memory. I was I'm just not nodding along. Yeah, You've got both, terrible memories of Patrick Bamford. Both of those things are true. Obviously, him bang, bagging a hat-trick um, not so long ago against us. Um, so... Yeah, I wouldn't be delighted to see him, but I think Rodrigo has four goals and an assist in his in, in his five games with Leeds this season. It's a really weird one because Leeds seem to be getting players back. Um, Cooper's back, Ailing's back, Rodrigo potentially back. And they haven't played in a month. You know, they, they yeah. haven't played since September 2nd when they got battered by, by Brentford. So it's really hard to, you know, predict how they're going to look and how much of a change March is going to make from that Brentford team because it was so long ago. Um, but yeah, Villa are going the other way and losing players kind of left, right, and centre. Um, so yeah, I think pace could could be a problem for us. And yeah, but rust on both sides. It's going to be it's going to be a weird one with two very different styles of play. I think. Yes, Leeds beat Chelsea three 0 at Ellen Road, which was a phenomenal result. And then I haven't really, I don't think they've won a game since then. Actually, so you kind of your memory of Leeds so far this season is that game and in what was a, a really, really good display where you could see what Jesse Marsh wanted wanted Leeds to be. But then if you follow that up by not winning the game, and you know they did get absolutely ripped apart by, by Brentford. Ivan Tony had an absolute field day. Mm. Villa haven't been the most prolific this season, but it does give you confidence that they can open Leeds up. I hope so, but then you go back to the the strategy that Gerard has, and is he is he going to kind of keep compact and 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 not play? It's the counter attack, I guess that that would be. You know, you could very easily. You know, Villa were good on the counter against Manchester City, looked dangerous, could have could have arguably won the game at the end. Villa set up in a similar way 
and and plied that front three again, Ramsey, Watkins, and Bailey. You know, on the counter attack, Villa could be dangerous, but Jacob Ramsey's probably needed in central midfield because of the injuries. Yeah, and I think Villa should expect to have more of the ball than they did against Man City against this Leeds team, and so it's going to be a, it's going to be slightly different in that way. But you know, Marsh's teams are athletic. They're not to say Man City aren't athletic, but you know, that's a it's a it's another different approach. Um. I'm really interested to see because I, I like I like Marsh. I liked him at Leipzig. It didn't click for him at all there. But did he, you say much of him? I was going to ask you that because obviously you're in Germany. Did you did you say much of his Leipzig side? Yeah, like not in person, but obviously a lot of um, watching it uh, on the TV and, and and following him. Certainly as an American, he was very interesting. Tyler Adams. Because that's you, player. isn't it? That you, that you like an American. You like, you like your American sports. An American working in the in the Bundesliga. That ticks all the Tom Julian boxes. While that's true, it's also uh, from a business standpoint, knowing the Americans in the league is, is also a useful point. So, you know, I was I was rooting for him. I was rooting for him. That that's because I think you used the word rooting. <laughs> um, but anyway, it just didn't click. And the weird thing was that Tedesco came straight in after, after Marsh didn't really change that much but it just worked he had the right players it just something wasn't wasn't clicking so you know he's a passionate guy he's a, a an emphatic character and i am pleased that it's it's kind of he's doing all right at, at leeds because i thought he might struggle this year but i think he's going to be looking at this game as well seeing <laughs> seeing villa you know 15th in the table you know leeds have haven't played in a month so he will see this as an opportunity at home to get to kind of banish the cobwebs, banish the the thought of the Brentford result, which was actually really good for my fantasy football team, bringing in Tony that weekend. Um, one of the only good things I've done in fantasy, I would say. That's one more good thing than I've done this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think they'll be uh, chomping at the bit to to take all three points, and I think um, that they, that, yeah, the returning players that they've got. Um, they will definitely be looking at this and saying, yeah, we can take advantage before their mad run starts as well. Yeah, this was one of the games, it was Jesse Marsh was in charge, actually, Villa did last season where I thought, oh, that's what Steven Gerrard wants Villa to be. That, I like the look of that when we went there and won, and won three and he'll scored some really nice goals. That day, Coutinho was absolutely thriving. Could have been the last good game or last like, world-class game that, that he had actually, Coutinho, because he, he hasn't had too many games like, like that since. But... That's the thing this season. With when I, I, I quite like Jesse Marsh as well. Something about him that, that I like that I find endearing. And that Chelsea game when I watched them, I was like, wow. And Chelsea, to be fair, haven't lived up to expectation this season at all. So that probably result at the time looked better than it probably was. But just the way they played, the tempo, you could see what what he, what he wanted. Gerard's talking of Villa having to kind of go backwards to move forwards, and I just think. Other teams don't seem to have to do that. Why, 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 do, why do we have to do that? Why, why? We played that, that day against Leeds so, so well in February, March, wh- wh- whenever it was. And then, you know, now since then, we've not played like that and we're having to go back to basics. But how, in some ways, how does that move you forward in, in an attacking sense? Yeah, and I think that comes then back to what you originally said about the Southampton win. And, you know, any any win is a good win. And, and it actually, is. Three, you can't complain at three points. Obviously not, but there are. You want to see the progress of your side growing and being comfortable with each other and and really developing into a side that you know knows how it's going to play. And, and there's some things there that Gerard can't control: the injuries that um, that, that we've sustained to, to key players. But also, there are some kind of fundamental, you know, 
issues there, the, the kind of positioning or the tactics or, you know, I don't pretend to be in Gerard's head. I don't pretend to know as much of the game that, that, that he does. But I really hope that in, in the next couple of days, the uh, next couple of games, that you'll see a philosophy starting to, to appear that, that, that has the kind of um, the foundations that we saw, like you say, in the at the end of last season, and and that's the reason that Gerard was brought in, not only to attract the big names, but he did a great job at Rangers. You know, he has a he has a style. It's not, I don't think it. You know, he he wants to play this kind of everybody behind the ball counter attack, like seemingly no, no, very few counter attack football. He wants to play, you know, like he did. Expressively with um, you know fast breaks down the wings, you know getting balls into Watkins, and we need to see that, and we can see that I think against against Leeds and against Nottingham Forest. Um, yeah, they're two games you can. They're two teams that you can open up and have a go at attacking exactly. wars. With you can you can have, have a middle ground. You know you can yes you can be compact and solid, but you can still carry more of a threat going forward than we than we did against Southampton. You, there there is a middle ground. Yeah, yeah, totally. Where do you see? How do you see Watkins kind of stepping up to back where he was, you know, twelve months ago, eighteen months ago? How do you how do we lift Watkins into what he was under Smith? I think he's been good this season with very limited service. Mm. I think he's led the line on his own very, very well. I I thought, you know, he's got was he got two assists and a goal so far this season. You know, he didn't start didn't start the first game against Bournemouth, which I think was a was a big mistake. I think if Gerard could turn back time, he'd put Ollie Watkins in, in, in for that game. I actually think he's done as good a job as he as he could have done this season because Villa have been not good at all. You watched him in that Manchester City game. I thought he was absolutely excellent. I thought as a lone as a lone striker performance against elite opposition a team at Villa's level. I don't think you could have asked for much more than, than what he gave you that day. I think he just maybe lacking a little little bit of confidence on Ollie Watkins. Same as the whole football club. Ollie Watkins is suffering from Jack Grealish not being there. Right. Yeah, they had a lovely link up down that down that left hand side. With, with with him target and, and Grealish floating around there as as well, you know that he's not really recovered fr- from Grealish not being there. He had a very good season in terms of goal output. In the end, his output wasn't too bad last season, but some of his performances were a bit lacking. But I know he worked hard in the summer, got some individual training. I think he's been re- I think he's been good so far this season. I think Villa have got way more problems than Ollie Watkins being their main striker. I would say exactly. So that's kind of what I was hinting at in terms of the service. You know how how. It's not like he's missed loads of chances this no, season, is it? I can't, I can't think of any. So, what does what does Gerard need to do to change it to to give him more of those chances? Make make us, you know, give us a better better chance at scoring the goals. Essentially, he's got to just settle on a system. Well, not a system because he's got his system in four three three. He got to settle on uh, probably eight or nine as the core of your team. Mm. The eight or nine that play every week, and then chop and change other things based on based on who you're playing. But that front three is, has been different every game this season. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we've played the same front three for a con- for consecutive games, just like until recently we hadn't played the same centre-back pairing. So whilst you've got not got that stuff going on, you're not going to have any rhythm. You're not going to create partnerships. That's why Watkins, Target and Grealish were so effective because they literally played together mm. every single week. That, that They were the team. And there's pros and cons to having a squad. But, you know, those three, they played every week and they had a lovely link-up. Down, down that left, left-hand side as Watkins used to drift there, Grealish coming inside, target on the overlap. It used to work really well. That's the problem Villa have got this season. There doesn't seem to be any of those relationships. The only relationship on the pitch on the ball that I see is Luisa Coutinho. Mm. And they haven't played together too many times, but they're the only two that I can see that I think 
they've got some form of link up, some form of of relationship. You know, the good teams, you know, harping back years and years and years there, but you know, Gary Neville and David Beckham down the right hand side, they had a good relationship because they played together every week. Villa's full back and winger don't have those relationships because it's somebody different playing every week. So that's what Villa need. They need to get more 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 harmony, get get more players building those relationships, play, playing every week. And at the moment, they've not been able to do that because I don't think Gerard's been able to settle on a team. Yeah, and so if you were, if both players are fully fit, do you go Coutinho over Wendia? Uh, can you can you play them together? I think at the moment, I think Bailey needs a run of, needs to stay in the team and have have a run of games, have a run of ninety minutes because I think that's the only way he's going to get any rhythm. I think he's shown so far this season that he can be dangerous. So I think also he provides a bit of pace. I think right right wing and Watkins picks itself, and then on that on that more left hand side. Brendan's ever really played from the left. He's always played from the right or in the middle. And so I just think because Coutinho has played more from the left, he'd he'd be the one I'd pick. But you know, I like Jacob Ramsey there. I do think there'd be some games where you you play Jacob Ramsey there and you try and firm your central midfield up up a little bit. But with the people we've got missing, it, it's more difficult to, to do that now. That Man City, the team he picked for the Man City game, and Coutinho and Brendan were both on the bench that day. I liked that team because it had Louise in the central midfield as an eight as well, which. I understand he's going to be more difficult to do now. But, you know, Nakamba was a good player under Ger- under Gerard when he, when he first came in. Really, really important. You know, it's weird the way he's been frozen out completely so far this season. I don't think he's the best footballer in the world, but he was good for Gerard when he first came in and he did a job and he was effective. He was almost, uh, you know, one of our, I think it was one of our best players in that in that yeah. early period. And it's really weird because then he got injured and people were, were lamenting that, you know, what we're going to do without Nakamba? He'd made that position his own. And then it's just not featured again since, and that that seems a very strange. Yeah, he had an injury, situation. didn't he? But he had an injury. But this season, he's, he's not even been on the bench. Some games, which I've just found com- completely strange to be completely moved away from the team. I mean, him and Sanson are going to be in the in the twenty man squads now for the foreseeable. I, mm. I would think with the with the people that Villa, Villa have got missing, it's weird because they've kind of been frozen out, and now you you might need to utilize them. I know they're probably both professionals and. That kind of thing doesn't matter, but it must have some kind of impact on the players, you would think. Yeah, you definitely you think about your own situation when you're when you're doing your Monday to Friday, or you get passed over <laughs> for a job, or or anything like that. You, you're not happy about it, and you're not pleased with the people that are making those decisions. I don't think, you know, what in whatever field you work in, those emotions are are exactly the same. So, you know, you have to be a true professional, and you have to be, you have to go to your job and do your job when it comes. But that's easier said than done. And um, if you're not match fit as well, you know, jumping straight in, into a game like Leeds, which is going to be fast, it's going to be, you know, they're a strong side physically as well. You know, it's going to be, that's a tough, that's a tough one to jump into in any Premier League game. Um, but they're going to have to cope because we, because <laughs> we need them. That's the point yeah. of a squad. Yeah. Go on then, the score predictions. I'm going to go 1-1. Oh, you've taken it. You went early because you knew I was going to go one-one. I didn't know. Uh, you can, you can have, you can say the same thing. You can copy me if you want. That's fine. The, I don't. I can't see. I can't see Villa winning, which is a bit frustrating. Um, because I'm back and I'm I'm positive. I'm going to go two-one Villa. I think it's literally in the space of five seconds gone. I can't see Villa winning and then predicted Villa to win two one. Yeah, because in the I space want, of five seconds. Because I want to go one all, but I feel like that's a so. So what I'm going to say is it's going to be one all until the ninety second minute, and then 
uh, Conza's going to grab a goal from a from a set piece, and uh, we're going to win two one. Villa are renowned for their their light goals, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And centre and centre back scoring, absolutely. I think concert all means have scored a goal for pretty much a year. It's yeah, well, it's about time. That's why I'm yeah, playing the about, odds. It is about time. Listen, it is I, about time. I I've I've worked something up with um, with the producer Adam here um, before before we go. So unless there's anything left on on this actual no. game, I've got I've got a game for you. Oh, go on then. So I was you and I were talking yesterday before I. Uh, before before we decided that I was going to come on about you know pre match previews for classic oh, games. Good chat that was. So, Enjoyed that chat a lot. Yeah, for example, doing, doing looking back at great games between Villa and Leeds and doing a pre match preview on on that instead of the actual game, which gave me a little idea. One of the first kind of real memories I have of the Villa was um, the Aston Villa three Leeds two FA Cup fifth round game. Right. So I've got the team here from yeah from that. I thought we'd do a quick uh, squad squad game, not squad numbers, right. but can you name the starting Villa eleven from that game against Leeds? I'm trying to make my screen bigger. Is it me making that screen bigger going to help me in any way at all? No, it's not. Is it really? No. <laughs> uh, I, can, I reckon I could have a good go. I might not get them all right, but I reckon I'd, I, I think I could probably do the eleven. Maybe there's one I'm not sure of. Well, David Jones was in goal. Yep. Uh, oh, that's his two. I'm not sure if I'll come. But do I have to do it in order? No, you do it any way you like. All right. Back three would have been Ekiog, Southgate, Barra. No. It's well, not? No, it's a back four. No, nah, it wasn't. It's was back three. Villa never played with a back four in those days. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Ekiog, Barry and Southgate would have all played. Take it up with transfer marked. But yeah, Barry, Ekiog yeah. and Southgate. Did all play? Yeah, Alan right. Wright. Yeah, Alan Wright, right, right. Boating. Yep. Merson. Yep. Had a great game. Yeah, got went off with a bloody nose. Did, well, a bloody face. Yeah. Uh, the front two would have been Carboni and Joachim. There's two I'm not sure of. The right wing back because it could have been Steve Watson or Mark Delaney, but I'm not sure which one it would have been. And then I'm not sure where the tails was fit at the time. And if he wasn't, then it would have been Steve Stone. So. I think Steve, I'm going to go Steve Stone over Tails. I've got a feeling Tails may have been injured. You're right. Am I? And then yeah. I'm going to go, De- De- go Delaney. Delaney or Watson's a killer here because I really, it could be, it's a coin toss that is, it could be either of them. I oh. will go. 10 out of 11 he's got. Oh. I'll go Delaney. Oh, no. Is he wrong? It's wrong. He came on though, didn't he? I've got I've got memory of him being on the pitch at some point. I feel doesn't like he came on. Doesn't matter to me. We'll came on. 10-9-11 is pretty good. Dan, you know. I mean, Adam is limping through getting theirs up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the slowest thing I've ever, ever seen. I've named all the players, yet there's about four on the screen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what is yeah, he that doing? Was, that was a. He's good... sitting there typing them in as I, as I say them. Can you name the, for, for me, can you name the referee that day? What do you say for you? Am I naming it or are you naming it? Oh, your name. Well, I know the name. Graham Paul. Graham Barber. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> no, me got... The only two referees I could think of from that from there were Uriah Rennie and Graham Paul. The only Gra- two I could think of. Graham Paul, I think, refereed the final 
I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, which Villa got to, which was, you know, some more heartbreak. Lost, of course. Yeah, yeah the... normal, standard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you go. little fun game. Do you want to name no, the Neil, Neil Cutler. Well? Neil Cutler on the bench there. Oh, I didn't like have that. the bench up. Adam's just put it up. Neil Cutler on the bench. I mean, I am reading this in incredibly small text, so if that's, yeah. if that's right, it might not be Neil Cutler on the bench, but I think that's what I can read there. I was unfortunate there. You did a, Delaney you, definitely came on. You did a great job. Should have gone Watson. Should have um, gone Watson. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. That, was a, oh, that was a little bit of that fun, kind of thing, Tom. Missed yeah. that kind of thing. No one else does games for me who comes on the Villa Vier. Yeah, no. no all about the games. That's what you bring. It's not quite squad numbers that everyone would have liked to have seen. Legacy podcast viewers would have would have liked a, a proper squad numbers game. But you, that, that is, I liked that game. Nice little feature that time. The OG, the OG well podcast listeners. Well no, uh, thanks. Right, let's, before we go, let's mention our sponsors. Bet mate, do get involved in the Villa View pot and try and win yourself some money. But please, please gamble responsibly. Tom, one last plug for your fun run on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, my fun run, my fun twenty six point two miles uh, in aid of. The NSPCC, so I'm taking on the London Marathon uh, on Sunday morning. Kicks off at I kick off at ten past ten. If you're in London and you fancy watching the marathon, then please do shout my name loudly. Maybe up the Villa View or something like that to to you know just for fun. Would that uh, matter about you if you were going around? Tom? Oh yeah, definitely. If I hear would, Villa okay. Villa View fans uh, uh, around the course, then that'd be great. Um, the link to my Just Giving page is below, um, so please do. Sponsor me if you can. I appreciate I appreciate the times, but if you can't, no worries. But if you can, then 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 thank you so much. Um, and then I will hopefully be watching the Leeds game with the London Lions if my legs still work um, at four thirty wherever they're watching. So if anybody knows where they're watching, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if uh, if anybody knows where they're watching, then hit me up. Uh, otherwise, I'll find somewhere to watch it. You'll, you'll find somewhere to watch it, but put, just put something on Twitter. Someone will know. I mean, maybe tweet the Little Lions. That might be a, that might, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, might no. be a good starting point. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say they might know where the London Lions are, are watching the game. That would, so that would be my recommendation too. It's been great to have you on as ever, Tom. As ever, you never come on anymore. But it's great to talk to you. Enjoyed catching up and talking about Villa with you like old times. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on. We'll be back with a post match point probably on Monday. I will imagine oh, we could do we could do something, I suppose. We'll see. We'll see what our schedules are like. Thanks ever so much for watching and up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.